Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's HealthLock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, day 360. Anyway, glad you're with us. Toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of a, the program. Um, so we have the raid at Mar-a-Lago. And one week from today, and I got an early copy of this book, Paul Manafort's book will be released. If you're looking for a first print edition, which I will be a guaranteed massive bestseller, uh, it's on Amazon.com. We're putting a link on Hannity.com, and uh, you can get yours uh, on the day of release. It's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Uh, in light of everything that happened yesterday, boy, you have to wonder. Uh, Paul Manafort, welcome back to the program, sir. Thank you, Sean. It's good to be with you again. I couldn't put the book down because I couldn't believe all that you'd been through and that this can happen in the country. Um, I, I went through a whole series in the last hour of all these examples of, you know, Joe's quid pro quo, Joe lying about knowing about Hunter's foreign business partners, Hunter's laptop, Hillary Clinton, the Alpha Bank, uh, Russia lie, the, the dirty dossier that she paid for, uh, the deep state uh, not verifying uh, the dirty dossier, but saying to a FISA court that it's verified and spying on a presidential candidate transition team and then later a president. Nobody held accountable. But when it came to people like you and Roger Stone and now President Trump, Pre-dawn raids, and in the case of you and Stone, uh, guns are blazing, no knock warrant. You you know, get on the ground, guns pointed in your face. The only thing that Roger had that you didn't have was fake news CNN cameras capturing it all. Well, that's because I lived on a in a condo, and they had a tough time getting to the fourth floor. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't have, it would have happened. Let that's Let's right. get to the seriousness of the, the seriousness of this right off the beginning. And talk about your case through the prism of what we all witnessed yesterday. Well, yeah, yeah, my case 
was centered on trying to get me to give them Donald Trump, which I wouldn't do. And the more I said no, the more they came, you know, ratcheted up the pressure, you know, from solitary confinement to being in, first of all, being at home confinement, then in solitary confinement, uh, and, and making my life miserable, bringing over 30 charges against me, all of which were in areas that <clears throat> I had previously been, uh, been cleared by the government. And in the book, I go through all the details. But the thing is, what they showed me was that, that ju- justice is not what drives these people. It's getting a notch on their belt. And in this case, with their obsession of Donald Trump, I mean, I wasn't surprised uh, that they were continuing to find new ways to go after January 6th and others. Uh, I was surprised, I have to admit, though, that they actually did a, a, a dawn raid on Marlago. It's, but it, they, they're... So do you believe, as I do, that that was a pretext, that it had nothing to do with the, the Presidential Records Act or the National Archives? Sean, you're absolutely right. This is this is them being terrified that Trump is going to run for again in 2024. Uh, and they they just fear because they understand one thing about Trump. Yeah, the first time around, Trump as president didn't try and even scores. He didn't try to. I mean, yes, during the campaign of 2016, lock her up was one of the you know rally cries. But Trump, in control of the government, didn't go after his political opponents. Um, but he learned a lot about how even if you have the White House, the system is still willing to undercut you. I don't think, as if he goes into office again in 2025, that he will have the same attitude about letting the bureaucracy continue to exist as it did does when he takes office he will he will understand now the swamp needs to include clearing out the bureaucracy not just uh, dealing with washington uh, members of congress i want to focus on now and you go into the whole campaign there's there's a lot in this book we're not going to get in 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 this half hour and and when we release a week from today we'll have you back when you release the book I want, I want to focus on one very specific thing here. You just said that they wanted you to give up Trump. What were they willing to give you if you did, quote, give up Trump? And, and, and were they telling you specifically what they expected in return for you giving up Trump? And, that, and was it implied or said openly that you would get your freedom? It, it, it wasn't said openly. Um, the, the way that Weissman played his cards was he would he tried to get me to accept pieces of a narrative, not necessarily in the order that he wanted, but he was you know, he was very clever about trying to trick me uh, and, and get me to talk about Trump, you know, when Trump knew about uh, about the July uh, release by WikiLeaks of the uh, you know, of the the, do- the documents and emails. He, and he went around and about on that to focus on pieces that he could then say, okay, so here's the narrative. And in the book, I walk through all the steps of the narrative that they were trying to get. But the key understanding was we're trying to work with you, Paul, but you got you got to let us know the truth about what happened. And the reason I never expected anything to ever come out of our conversations with each other was because I knew that the truth wasn't what they were looking for, and they were not going to accept it. Uh, the truth had to be their narrative, and their narrative wasn't true. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and even lawyers at the time, a couple of times, were upset with me because I wouldn't get beaten down 
into where Weissman was trying to push me uh, because I knew where it was going to ultimately go if I gave on you know something that didn't seem like it was important in that moment, but when the whole narrative got pieced together, it could have significance. Mm -hmm. So let, let me ask you this. How many months did you spend in solitary? And, and I understand that you was, your health was suffering in a no, numerous ways, including gout, which I understand my mom had it, was extremely painful. Um, and I remember one instance in which they actually put you in a wheelchair and wheeled you into a courtroom. Yeah, I was in solitary from June when they when I went from the courtroom to the uh, to prison, uh, you know, unexpectedly, uh, until uh, until sometime around June uh, of the following year uh, after my trials were all over, and uh, they put me in solitary under the under the theory, uh, ruse of my protection. But you know, Sean, when I went into Loretto Prison. Uh, and I was in the general population. No one ever threatened me. On the contrary, you know, Trump was a hero in prison because he had done, he had passed the CARES Act. He had done what the Democrats say they were going to do, but never did in helping to remove some of the injustice in the prison system. And so, being his campaign chairman, you know, they looked at, and then not being a rat, uh, the prisoners looked at me in a very positive way. So it was clear to me that what I already knew was that the solitary was meant to break me, not to protect me. So, in other words, uh, just to be clear, I mean, you're with, listen, prison's not a good place. I don't care even if it's a a, a minimal security prison. Uh, uh, losing your freedom is losing your freedom. And your your general, the the acceptance of your fellow prisoners, I mean, they, they were nice to you. You got along fine. You had good relationships with them. Is that a fair characterization? Yeah, that's a fair characterization. I mean, a lot of different reasons from different groups, but uh, uh, but yeah, the fact that I was Trump's chairman did not put me in harm's way in prison, and mm -hmm. uh, and, and uh, you know, not having had any expectation of what prison would be like, and never having been close to it my whole life, I didn't know that going in. Uh, did I people never... did people try to bring you under their wing and say, "All right, I know you're new here. Let me tell you how this works." Yeah, I did. I had several people I go into this in the book, you know, right away. My first arrival, uh, you know, said, come and tell me that, uh, you know, here's what you need to know. Here's what you need to, uh, you know, here's how we work here. Uh, we'll protect you if you need any protection, which I never did. Um, and it, it was it was a very different expectation than what I had. But what you said a minute ago was totally correct. You know, being in prison is not a picnic. It's no fun. Your loss of freedom yeah, they they dehumanize you, and I talk about that in the book. Uh, you know, and, and the Bureau of Prisons claims to be there. To, you know, and you read what they're doing for prisoners. It says everything you want to see in paper, but none of it exists in reality. Uh, and uh, and and yet, when I tried to help in prison by you know, teaching some courses, helping people, helping some of the prisoners uh, understand how to adjust when, when, as they got released. I was discouraged by the system from doing that. Either. So let's talk about what, so you, you get to a point where, okay, you're given your last opportunity. They're, they're basically saying, fine, if, if you're not going to cooperate with us, if you're not going to tell us what we want to hear, now they're implying to you what they expect to hear from you, correct? And if, they, if yeah. you say this, it's implied that you're going to be treated much differently. Absolutely. And then when I didn't, still give in they 
they brought up five charges where they said I was lying to them, uh, and, uh, and that uh, obstructing justice by lying to them. And, and but at the end, that was a game too because. Uh, they never really pressed. They claimed I was lying. They said they could bring charges. They brought up the lies. They presented it in court, but they didn't indict me on them. And the reason they didn't indict me on them is because the charges that they were claiming I was lying, I wasn't lying. And there was no evidence that they could prove I was lying. They just didn't get what they wanted from me. And uh, yet they needed the judge, in, in this case, Judge Berman Jackson, who could have been sitting at the prosecution's bench, uh, you know, she uh, she basically just uh, uh, gaveled to anything they wanted, you know, and made decisions on anything they wanted. And they wanted her to be even more angry with me as 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 being an obstructionist and being a liar and being a bad person, which was part of Weissman's strategy from the very beginning. I mean, what I Weissman, was, by the way, was Mueller's pit bull, as the New York Times described him. Yeah, and when I was indicted. First of all, they gave me a $10 million bond, which was absurd. I mean, uh, you know, John Gotti didn't have a $10 million bond. But then they threw a gag order on me. Uh, so I couldn't speak on my, ca my case or anything in the, in the media accusing me of anything uh, for the whole time. And then, they, of course, they leaked everything out. And as they were leaking everything out, you know, they were convicting me in the court of public opinion, which then was going to be the basis for my jury selection in the Washington, D.C. area, which is the capital of uh, anti-Trumpism. So they, they knew what they were doing all along. And, uh, and that was the game they played in trying to force me uh, to, to give them what I wouldn't do. You're describing a system that is corrupt and broken. It's sort of like Sammy the Bull. In 19, 20 murders, whatever it happened to be. Oh, we'll set you free if you testify against John Gotti because we want him more than you. And and to me, if you're offering somebody something of great value like their freedom, um, a lot of people, in your case, no, would say anything you wanted. Right, and I think that's what they're doing with Trump as well. I mean, you read the tactics they applied to me and then just observe uh, what they've been doing with Trump just since he left office. It's the same so, thing. If game. Donald Trump announced today, I'm not running in 2024, leave me alone, they probably would leave him alone, wouldn't they? Well, yes, I think they would. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. They hate him that much. People who would just, they just want him, his blood. I mean, they're obsessed with him. Uh, and that's, you know, as I've gone in the last year, I've gone around speaking in different places. And uh, the the there's two reactions I get. I mean, most of it is extremely positive. I mean, people love Donald Trump, and the fact that I was there for Donald Trump, people have given me some of that uh, that love. Uh, but to the people who hate Trump, and I, some of my friends are in, in this group, my old friends, uh, they don't want anything to do with me anymore. And yeah, right. Stay stay right there. Paul Manafort's with us. His new book will be out in a week. You can get a first print edition copy today, Amazon.com uh, and Hannity.com. It's called Political Prisoner Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. Pretty incredible timing uh, in light of what happened yesterday. As we continue along, Paul Manafort is with us. We're going to get into more uh, of this with Paul tonight on Hannity. His book is out one week from today. You can get a first edition, first print copy edition uh, at Amazon.com. We have a link on Hannity.com. It's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, uh, but not uh, Silenced. 
Um, you know, there's there's so much in here, and and you talk about obviously the, a lot of of what this case is all about, but it's what is America becoming? And I, and I only ha- I know I hate to do this to you, but we only have a short segment. What do you see between the way Republicans, conservatives are treated in the justice system versus Democrats, and how dangerous do you view this? And I'll ask you more about it tonight. It, it's a very dangerous trend. I mean, to say that we have a two-tier system of justice is an understatement, um, and it's it's so obvious. I mean, if you look at what they did with, with Flynn, they went after Flynn on the Logan Act, which was an obscure law passed in 1798 where no one was prosecuted. Well, Ever, right. Theory, John Kerry, during uh, Trump's presidency, was in Iran telling the mullahs not to pay attention to Trump's Middle East policy. That was what was really uh, violating the Logan Act, not what Michael Flynn was doing as the National Security Advisor designate. You look at me with my Farrah case. I mean, I did. I had settled the Farrah issue with Farrah uh, at Department wow. of Justice. And, and they dragged it up out of, out of mothballs to get you. Um, anyway, the book, I, I couldn't put it down. Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced, Paul Manafort. We'll have more with Paul tonight on Hannity, 9 Eastern on the Fox News Channel. Also, the great one, Mark Levin tonight. Uh, and we'll be joined by Dan Bongino, uh, Senator Marco Rubio, Senator Tim Scott, much more. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, you might recall... Uh, justthenews.com, uh, senior editor in chief and CEO John Solomon, um, breaking a lot of news regarding Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa. And Chuck Grassley, of course, discovered that apparently there are whistleblowers within the Department of Justice, the FBI, that have come forward to tell a story about what they know to be true about Hunter Biden and how Hunter Biden is being protected within the FBI and and information that would otherwise be pretty damning to anybody else is being spun into, you know, conspiracy theories like, oh, this has to be Russian disinformation, just like the whole laptop from hell. And then Christopher Ray was on the hot seat trying to answer questions until he had a race off on on a government jet that you pay for it, I guess, to go to vacation or wherever the hell he was going knowing full well what was coming and and had no comments at all whatsoever now remember john paul mac isaac that he was the laptop repair guy that hunter biden brought his laptops to remember he was doing the repair work when he noticed things that were of a such a disturbing nature that he contacted the fbi and he gave the fbi copies of zero experience hunter's laptop and what is christopher ray was being questioned about it last week what has he ever done about it nothing then i go back to points that i've been making in the three years john solomon was a big part of this huge ensemble cast that we put together there weren't really many of us that were digging deep into this this russia trump russia collusion conspiracy theory and hoax john broke a lot of stories in regards to this issue and in fact, how Hillary Clinton, you know, not only deleted 33,000 emails and, and had a separate email server, and we found out what the term bleach bit meant. I don't think anybody had known that prior to that. And then we had hammers and devices and SIM cards missing. But then also you had two separate attempts to tie Donald Trump to Russia. In the case of, you know, the Sussman guy 
and Alpha Bank and Hillary Clinton and this narrative that Trump Towers were tied to this this Russian banking conglomerate, that all turned out to be false. And then we learned about the money that Hillary funneled through a law firm, Perkins Coie, that hired Fusion GPS, that hired Christopher Steele, and they come up with a series of documents that then become known as the, the Russian dossier. And the Russian dossier then becomes, as to, to quote the great Andrew McCabe, deputy FBI director, without the dossier, there wouldn't be no FISA warrants. On the top of a FISA warrant, it says verified. And they used Hillary's bought and paid for Russian disinformation as the bulk of information to obtain FISA warrants to spy not only on Carter Page, who did not deserve it, who we find out later was actually a, a, a hero. He worked with the CIA for years undercover risking his life but then also to have a backdoor because of his association with donald trump and his campaign to all things trump world and that meant the trump campaign transition team and then later presidency i mean all of this we've gone over in great detail and i said at the time and i'll keep saying it that if we don't get to the bottom of this corruption and abuse of power of this deep state with their quote peter struck insurance policy uh it's going to happen again We've not been given any rational, reasonable explanation at all whatsoever for why this raid of Donald Trump's home took place last night. Now, I did get a hold of a conversation with Gary Stern, who was at the National Archives, a general counsel there, about inaccurate reports, media reports, that uh, they had raided uh, Mar-a-Lago, Anyway, they put out the following statement on February 8th of this year. Quote, throughout the course of the last year, NARA, or the records is in National Archives Association, obtained uh, the cooperation of Trump representatives to locate presidential records that had not been transferred to the National Archives at the end of the Trump administration when a representative informed NARA uh, in December of 2021 they had located some of the records and they arranged for them to be secretly transported to Washington they did not visit. They did not raid Mar-a-Lago property. And by the way, it's even available on their, their website if you want to take a look at it. Anyway, John Solomon had broken a lot of these stories. And one recent interview he did was former acting director of national intelligence, Rick Grinnell, and his warning that the FBI is facing a real crisis of partisan tampering with investigations and that he urged when he was the director of national intelligence then President Donald Trump to fire Director Ray back in 2020 when these concerns first became obvious. Quote, I told President Trump to get rid of them. Anyway, John Solomon joins us now. I mean, the hope when Comey was replaced would be that Ray would clean up the FBI. Yeah, that was a hope. And I think what we've seen is we've seen some rule changes, right? We've seen some flashy announcements that we're going to do things differently. But we continue to see the watchdogs of the FBI, like Senator Chuck Grassley, like the Justice Department Inspector General, General telling us, listen, there are still problems with FISA warrants. They're still uh, sub uh, submitting un unsupported FISA warrants. And just last week, Senator Grassley revealed to us that there are multiple FBI whistleblowers 
that say that the FBI, particularly in its Washington field office, which handles a lot of the sensitive political cases in America, that it is rife with political bias, that uh, an assistant uh, agent in charge there uh, was uh, criticizing Donald Trump on social media, Investiga- an investigation of Trump was opened without merit, and a uh, investigation of Hunter Biden was shut down on the false claim that legitimate evidence was disinformation. That happened a week before that same FBI office was involved in this raid at Mar-a-Lago. The concern that the FBI is politically biased, something that goes back to the Russia collusion case, has not been resolved. People haven't been held to account. And now millions of Americans have graver doubts about the FBI than they've ever had before after this raid. But let's go through this because I, I think the pretense, uh, the pretext for this um, well, first, let me go back. Let me let me play Rick Grinnell because you actually did an interview with him, and I want to play your interview with Rick Grinnell and let people hear it in their own in his own voice. The FBI agents that that had their name on the redaction uh, only because their bosses were too wimpy and lacked courage to put their own name on it because it was their decision. And I've had FBI agents. And this occurred on Chris Ray's routes, right? This is when Chris Ray's in charge. Yeah, of course. I, I told President Trump we got to get rid of him. He was he was terrible. He, he first of all he didn't understand what was happening. He was so aloof to what was happening down below and had just a knee jerk reaction to everything just to protect the status quo. I mean, he, he's a creature of the FBI and he views everything as a PR exercise. Don't criticize the FBI. Don't talk about any failures at the FBI because he, he loves the brand and it was a brand exercise. And, and I would say to him and others, you know, the American public, they don't trust you and you are going to improve the credibility of your organization. If you admit mistakes, then people will see that you're not perfect. They don't think you're perfect. Don't fall down that trap that everybody thinks everything that the FBI does is, is right and, and is implemented perfectly. Do you believe that what the, the pretext of this being um, about the Presidential Records Act and the archives, National Archives, do you believe that? Because I do not. Listen, I, I think at the end of the day, there's been a dispute going on about records that the president may have accidentally taken with him to Mar-a-Lago. There was cooperation going on. I think there's going to be some complexity in that cooperation we're going to learn about in the next couple of days. Maybe some negotiating and horse trading going on. And at some point, the FBI became concerned and decided that they were going to make a claim to a judge that they had to act quickly and, and raid the compound. I think that's what we're going to learn. This is not how Hillary Clinton was treated. When back in seven years ago this month, in August of 2015, when I broke the story, we, we learned that Hillary Clinton didn't even have to turn over her classified emails right away. They were allowed to be kept on the thumb drive, and her lawyer, David Kendall, was allowed to keep him in a safe in his office for a long time. And we know the rest of that tortured story, how she walked away without any punishment, despite the FBI believing that she had been careless or reckless. Uh, but the FBI... Action may turn up. Maybe there'll be evidence to warrant it. Maybe there won't be. But here's the problem. Because they haven't resolved these earlier issues like Rick just talked about, Ambassador Grinnell, what did he say? He was lied to. FBI brass said, hey, the frontline agents don't want to declassify these documents. He goes and interviews the agents. They're like, no, we're being ordered to say that. That's not what we're saying. Those sort of episodes, which have been repeated dozens of times in the last five years, you and I have been able to report on them. 
they leave the stench of politics and bias in political manipulation and investigations. And until that stench is removed, we're not going to trust things, even when they're legitimate by the FBI. And I think that is a big problem for the FBI. Quick break more with the editor in chief of justthenews.com, 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the uh, program, we'll check in with the uh, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, at the top of the hour. Editor-in-Chief, JustTheNews.com, John Solomon is with us. Don't you think the, the greater likelihood is that this is a fishing expedition? And, and for example, and I spoke to Eric Trump last night, and, and I talked to other people, other sources last night, and they all told me the same thing, that there was, there was a cooperation, as be, by the way, is being confirmed by the National Archives representatives. On their own website, you can find it. Um, it seems to me that this has got to be deeper than what they're saying that this is. And they're not really saying much at all. We're not hearing from Merrick Garland. We're not hearing from Director Ray. And we have to believe that both of them signed off on a raid of a former president's personal residence. So what, what are they really looking for? Is it January 6th related? What could it possibly be? Let me read you something that a source directly involved in this operation knows exactly what happened at Mar-a-Lago yesterday, what this person said to me about what goes on in a raid like this. Quote, agents have latitude to seize things that match the description of items being sought in the warrant that later turn out to be relevant to other cases. People involved in this are already thinking that, hey, they might have scooped up something that matches the description like a box of documents, and they've taken it with them, and they might be able to find evidence that's relevant to another case. Now, the Washington field office, which was involved in this raid, is also the one looking at January 6th. Um, These are the dangers of wide-sweeping raids like this, which is they scoop up things, and they might actually turn into a fishing expedition later on, even if that's not their intention. That's why people like Alan Dershowitz, like Jonathan Turley, who are, by the way, Democrat liberal lawyers, have grave concerns about what the FBI did yesterday. And I think that fishing expedition is one of those things we're going to doubt until we get better clarity, better transparency from the FBI, why they took this extraordinary action. Trafalgar came up with a poll. Question one, there are two tiers of justice, one set of laws for politicians and Washington, D.C. insiders versus one set of laws for everyday Americans. 79.3% of Americans agree with that. Uh, another question, there's one system of justice with laws applied to all Americans equally. Only 11% of people agree with that statement. And I've been saying it for a long time, John, and I think that our work together, and we worked together for years on the Trump-Russia collusion narrative, and we've been vindicated and proven right again and again and again when everybody else was wrong. Um, I think Americans have every reason to believe that. That is the problem. And if the FBI doesn't resolve this problem, regardless who's in charge in the future, it is going to eat at the fabric of this country because we've always believed, hey, there's politics, there's sports, we play rough and tumble. But when it comes to the law, we're always been blind. Justice has been blind and people get prosecuted only because of evidence. The Trump years showed us that you could have fake evidence or no evidence at all. 
and be pursued for months and years. Think of, I, the, of all the documents I saw and were able to talk to you about on your show over the years, this one document more than any other troubles me the most. Agent William Barnett from the Washington field office of the FBI worked on the Russia collusion case, was the man assigned to Mike Flynn. He knew that Mike Flynn's investigation was opened without a pro- proper predicate. He knew there was no evidence to sustain anything that the FBI was going to, uh, uh, to try to do for months. He recommended it be shut down, and then he watched the seventh floor reopen it without any cause, without any merit. And he said to the Justice Department investigators, you know what this was? This was like a bad game of Clue. These guys were willing to put any two people in a room and say, oh, a crime must have committed in the absence of any evidence. That's what a career FBI agent witnessed his own agency doing, and he decried it. We haven't solved that mentality in the FBI. The fact that just last week new whistleblowers came out tell us that the FBI still has this problem, and until we do, most Americans are going to continue to weigh in that way in the poll, and we're going to doubt political actions in the future. That's not good for our country. All right, John Solomon, Editor-in-Chief, JustTheNews.com. Great reporting as always, and we'll be checking in uh, the next days and weeks to see where this eventually falls out. We appreciate you being with us. Thanks, John. Quick break, right back. Hey, Sean Hannity here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, well, instinct, that might drive you to reach for a lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of using deadly force. Now, enter the Burner Less Lethal Pistol Launcher. It is equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo. It can incapacitate any attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states. It requires no background checks and it can be shipped right to your door. Go to their website, byrna.com slash Hannity right now, and you'll get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. Now, the same Hollywood that sold the American dream, they are now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Now, you can join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in the Hollywood Takeover brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some of the major studios. Now, don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, we're all looking to save, especially on medical bills, but where do you start? Now, unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings, well, it can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance, and they flag errors like overbilling or wrong codes and fraud. And you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, saving starts with knowing where to look. Go to their website. It's healthlock.com today before you see any other healthcare provider. 